Hey Journeys with Jazz listeners, it's your host, Jazz Pearl, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This episode is number 12, and it's with my best friends from Chicago, Ron and Mimi, and their Instagram handles are at Ron underscore Amos underscore, and then Mimi's Instagram is at underscore Miliona. Go ahead and follow my besties on there. Anyways, as you can tell, I'm super excited because this interview, or I should say podcast episode slash discussion, is actually in person. So I got to visit them, I think last week actually, and we got to hang out and catch up and get some Jenny's ice cream, if you know, you know. And we got to sit down and record our podcast episode together and I was just so excited because it had been a while since I've seen them, since I did move to Milwaukee. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's basically all about friendships and we are really excited for the listeners to listen on our insightful perspectives and our insightful advice. So happy listening. JP show, the J A Z. JP in the morning. Y'all don't even know what the podcast name is. I know what it's called. Journeys with Jazz. Thank you. Yeah, we know. Uh, We're just being like stupid. Yes. You can edit. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. I will. Hi, Ron and Mimi, and welcome to Journeys with Jazz. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course. For the listeners. <laughs> okay, disclaimer. There's going to be a lot of laughing because we're actually in person and we haven't seen each other in a very long time. So just like making eye contact and seeing everyone's <laughs> body language is a little overwhelming, but we're going to get through it. Yeah. Anyways, for the listeners who are listening, would you guys like to introduce yourselves to them? Whoever wants to go first. Yeah, I'm Ron, uh, dancer, choreographer, actor, uh, model, all of that. Um, Mostly dancer. Um, <laughs> and I'm located in the Chicago land area. So if you need me for anything, hit me up. I'm Mimi. I am 23 years young. Um, I live in Chicago. <laughs> and I am currently a full time student and also a dancer. I and in my third year of undergrad, I'm majoring in business management in hopes to go into the entertainment industry with entertainment management. Um, but yeah, that is my life right now. And I met Jazz when I was 17 years old. <laughs> so we've known each other for quite some time and have evolved into different types of people over the last six years but it's been an amazing journey yes i agree the journey has been nothing of entertainment honestly like we've been what's the word like fulfilling dreams no (laughs) (laughs) like she's talking about our six-year friendship like (laughs) <laughs> to me, it's been entertaining. Like, I didn't know what other word to say. Oh, oh okay. Like, it's like the most unexpected 
friendship duo pair that you'd think. There you go. And, like, you wouldn't think that... I don't want to say, like, benefit, but, like, you wouldn't think you would, like, match, mm-hmm. you know? And then over time, you're like, wow, okay, I've learned a lot from that person. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We complement each other. So I guess we'll just talk about me and Mimi's friendship first on, like, how we met. So do you want to tell the story? You can tell the story. Okay, well, this is my story that I think of. I think it is. So, yeah, you were 17, and I must have been 18, 19, 20, 21, because we're four years apart. And we met at Extreme Dance. (laughs) Like I said, listeners... There's a lot of body language in the room right now, and we're trying to be professional. Okay. So, Extreme Dance Center in Naperville. It was some master class. I really don't even remember. Ade. Oh, Ade! Shout out to him. Love him. Yeah, we were taking a master class, and then I only knew Chris Zayrath, and then Mimi only knew Chris Zayrath, and then Chris Zayrath was the one who connected the both of us. And then Mimi just had, like, a really fun personality like right off the bat she was like hi I'm Mimi like just super like bubbly and then I was probably really chill I was probably like hey I'm jazz (laughs) you were really chill and I was like oh I don't know if I'm like being too much for her but you know I mean it worked out I think we were just in an environment where it was just kind of like serious we didn't know anyone we didn't know anybody and like most of the dancers who were in that space were dancers of extreme so we were kind of the outsider so I think Maybe that's why I was kind of, like, to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ron's turn. How did Ron and I meet? Uh, we met at my class. You DM'd me if you could come to my class. And I said, pull up. And then from there, we've been hanging out ever since. That is true. Yeah, I think I saw your flyer. Yeah, it was, like, the end of 2018. Yeah, I um, saw a flyer. Yeah, and then she came, and then... Just kicking it, hanging out ever since. What, three, four years? I would say so, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a very long time. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like that long, but like as I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, I've known Jazz for a really long time. Yeah. You, you saw me back like when I was a rough <laughs> dancer. Just yeah, I did. Everyone out. sees Ron as this elite dancer now. No, I don't think that's true. But and now he's the A list. The A list. The people see me as he's getting good. And before you, you saw me when I was rough, figuring myself out and learning how to, you know. Yeah, you saw me at a very, very like. Did you used to wear like snapbacks to class? Yes. Yeah. Funny story. Uh, before I grew my hair out, like I would always wear, like like dad hats because I just did not like the way my forehead looked. Oh. So I would always just wear dad hats to cover up like my forehead. You know, I don't know, it was a weird thing. And I did not want to see a, a video of me dancing without a, like... That was like your signature. Yeah, it was like my wow. thing. Like, I was, we were at like a pool party one time. I had a hat on and they were like, you were wearing a pool, hat in the pool. And I was like, yeah, it's like my thing. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting story. I didn't even know that. But now that I think about it, you were wearing a lot of hats in class. All the time. Now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Learn something new every day. And then us three, how did we all meet? How, where's that connection? Oh, 
Oh. It's like the white elephant uh, in the room. We know. No, it's not the white elephant. It's like a Christmas gift. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, yes, but no, in another... The elephant what? in the room. Yes. Well, um, I don't really know. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I remember. But, like, one day I had this random number text me, and I was like, Hi, my name is Ron. No, I think you texted me first. <laughs> oh, wait, you're right, you're right. Okay, okay, that's what it was. Okay, so... I think Jazz gave me Ron's number, and I was like, oh, who is this? And she's like, <laughs> wait, what? No, and then wait, no, like, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. Yeah, we didn't know each like, other. I didn't know I y'all. connected I you guys. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. But you guys were fighting at the time, or like yeah. you guys weren't, you know. Yeah. Like, the mediator, yeah. Yeah, so I was the mediator. But you were like, maybe, like, there's. There's this guy, Ron, and like, <laughs> this is number, I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay, like, should I like talk to him? Like, do you need help? Like, what's wrong? And you know, I was just trying to be supportive and be there for her because I didn't know what was wrong. Yeah. So then I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I'm Jazz's friend. Um, like, I'm not sure what's going on, but like, like, you want to grab coffee? Like, we can like yeah. figure it out. And then once I found out, I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Basically, long story short, it was a big misunderstanding between mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah. And I think the three of us, we all individually live our lives differently, especially sure. when it comes to like decisions and choices and social media, especially. And I mean, that's a whole huge topic because I feel like I just tweeted about this recently. Don't follow me. But, um, (laughs) okay. I said Instagram is not real life. And I think as all three of us have grown in our 20s, we've realized, like, oh, we see this idea on Instagram. And then we, whether or not our subconscious comes to believe it because Mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing every day, you know? And we think that's what we need to be like, Mm -hmm. um, in a sense. So, basically, what the argument was, you know, we all on social media were different. And Jazz and Ron didn't like how they portrayed themselves on social media sometimes. So, I was the mediator for that discussion at Honey Butter. Um, We didn't order any food. Okay, wait, we need to back it up a little bit. But, yeah, that's kind of what it was. Kind of. Yes. However, I was at Puzzle Box. Taking dance class, and then I get a phone call. <laughs> hey, can you meet me across Puzzle Box? We're at Honey Butter Chicken <laughs> right now, and we need to talk to you. I remember I was so upset. Shout out to Brandon Jackson because I vented to him, and I was like, I'm not going over there. I was like so upset. Wow. I was like, and I saw you guys across the window. <laughs> but this was our second time meeting though, because me and Mimi met, met one time. Well, oh, you yeah. two met together. Yeah, and then once the next time, I think we went and got like. Ramen. Ramen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we the did. First time? It was the second time. The second, second time, time we got yeah. ramen, I think. And then. No, I don't think we got ramen that time. I think we got ramen a different time. Because I do remember getting ramen with you one night, but it wasn't that time. We went somewhere and we got like uh, like some kind of dessert or something. A popsicle. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were in that, ho- you guys were in that outdoor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we alley. Were in soup. It was by the ramen place. Oh, so it so was... we did it at the same time. Mm. The first time was just coffee, but we didn't get any coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really want to say something, but maybe I shouldn't say it. No. <laughs> yeah, <probably not. laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> Anyways, 
<sighs> yes. So back to me being at Puzzle Box and getting a phone call saying they want to talk to me. I was like so in my emotions and I wasn't ready to talk. But then I just saw you through the window and I was like, okay, well, they made the effort to be somewhat close to me so I didn't have to go far. So I was like, I'll just walk my butt over there. And then I did. Yeah. I think Bibi was like the the big, I think, reason why I did go because I was just like, well, you see, she saw, like, she said that she could see both angles of the, you know, where we're both coming from and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, you know let's see and we ended up being able to like after like us not like communicating with each other at first because we were mm-hmm. sitting there and we were talking through each other like through Mimi to each other we were yeah and then eventually, we weren't talking to each we other. like broke it and like actually talked to each other and that escalated yeah it did it was but, hostile <laughs> but I think that it was good because I feel like the best thing about it is like we got to be like very honest with each other and that's something that I feel like a lot of people find it hard to do is just be honest with people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, just being honest with people is the best way to, like, build a better or closer friendship or relationship or whatever that might be. But just, like, the honesty that we got out through each other, like, we got to understand each other. And I think that had we not had that conversation, I don't think that we would be as good as friends as we are now, you know? Facts. Yeah. He hit it on the target. Yeah. And especially with, like, the social media stuff. I think that now we're all at, like, a point in our lives where, like, we understand, like, what, like, social media serves us in our life, you know? For, like, me, it might be this. For you, it's that. For you, it's this, you know? Um, And now we just kind of, like, know how to use it for us so that it's, like, beneficial for us, but, like, not taking over our lives or not being unhealthy for us. And it's also respectful to, to the people that we are friends with and that we do choose to post and connect with on social media. So I feel like we've all found that, like, healthy balance with it and, you know, understand how to, like, respect boundaries and just respect ourselves, too, with being on social media, you know? Yeah. I think we were all really mature yeah. after that conversation. Shout out to Mimi because I think we were in that place for, like, three hours. Yeah. We were in that place for so long. And then I remember before I went in, I remember I, was, I told Mimi, I was like, I was sad because I was like, okay, after this conversation, it's either we're friends or we're not. Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to be friends, I was like, I'm going to be sad, Mimi. I do remember saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, was, but I said I would accept it, though, because I'm not going to obviously, like, force you mm-hmm. to right. be my friend or anything. But I remember I was going to be sad. And that was just me being honest to myself because I didn't really want to hide those feelings. And mm-hmm. Mimi's such a good listener and she really values your feelings yeah mm-hmm. Mimi's a great person I think that's why I know I felt comfortable <laughs> to like share with you these things <laughs> and it all just worked out and like Ron said like we became so much stronger after that mm-hmm. so yeah and the fact that like the three of us our friendship grew on that foundation where we had to confront each other and be super honest like and transparent yeah Yeah, like literally and we were literally sitting at a table and like i think from then from that point on i have always like been honest with you guys and been able to like just tell you guys straight up like what i like what i don't like Mm -hmm. um so i think that's a really good foundation that i wish most of my other friendships had Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you, like, go through years or months of, like, not even being honest with that person. And then you're just kind of like, eh, like, am I ever going to get close to them, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good talk. Ron is like smiling at me so creepily. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, moving on. We're gonna move on to the next topic. We're gonna talk about dance now because we all relate in that aspect. And I was just talking to Mimi before the podcast that ever since I moved to Milwaukee that I don't really have friends that push me to go to classes. And that's an aspect that I miss. When I was in Chicago, I felt like I had numerous people always hitting me up to go to a class, and I would go. Um, So I do miss that aspect. But that's how we all connected is through dance as well. So my question for you is, like, I do get that dance is a social thing. Do you feel like you need people in order to go to class? I used to, yes. Okay. Same. Not anymore. Yeah. Mm, okay. yeah. Mimi knows because she was the person that I would codepend on. Right. Like, if she didn't go, there was a pivoting point where she finally couldn't go to something. And then I had this thought in my head and I was like, I really want to go to this. Like, I really, whatever, whoever's class it was, I really mm. wanted to go. And then hearing that Mimi couldn't go, I was like, okay, Jazz, I can't stop you. Like, you really want to mm. go to this class, then just go. So I like, got my big girl pants on and like went to class mm. and I didn't know anybody but in that mindset that I had it was I just want to take from that teacher so I didn't really mm. necessarily need to know people mm. like that was my goal was just to learn from that teacher mm. mm-hmm. so yeah yeah for me it's like um I feel like I'm like I'm starting off taking class like on my own and being super uncomfortable with not knowing anybody and so I feel like once I finally got past that, it became just like an easy thing for me to just go to class if I wanted to dance just in general. Because mm-hmm. I would literally, when I first started like dancing like at all, like I would have to go by myself and be very, very like scared and uncomfortable. And so since I started off that way, um, now that I'm, I feel like I, I'm more comfortable with being around people that I don't know and stuff like that, like it's not a weird thing because I know that I'm there for like a reason to like sharpen myself and to like, you know, give myself some kind of challenge. So if I do really want to like take a class, um, it's nothing for me to just like, just go, you know? And I remember sometimes you would get upset when like, I wouldn't invite you like, oh, you would say like, oh, no invite. And I'd be like, oh, I just, just going to class, you know? But like, for different people, it's different, you know? Yeah. It's more like, a, let's mm-hmm. go together. We can, we can all go together, or like carpool or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like more of like a mechanical type of situation it was like I want to dance get in my car go to the class yeah I think that was our disconnect that was one disconnect is that I didn't understand your way and you didn't understand my way but now hearing that and we're like years later into our friendship like it just makes sense yeah it makes sense of who we were as people back then Mm -hmm. Mimi do you want to share yours yeah I think I've experienced both types like definitely started out the way jazz did i mean i started dancing with jazz literally like taking class in chicago the same time she did millennium dance complex Chris i never class. got to see that i never got to see that really yeah. it wasn't i mean it was it was, it was okay it was okay but <laughs> it, was, it was all right <laughs> uh, anyway um no like it was it was really a big like <laughs> shut up Dancing with friends was a really big thing for me because they helped motivate me a lot. And I just, anytime, like, the teacher, the choreographer is like, all right, like, you know, like, vibe out, feel the room, feel the energy. Like, I needed people I knew to let go. And if I didn't, because, you know, back then, 
I didn't know my goals as a dancer. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of relied on people I knew to be there so I could like feel confident in a mm. way. But then once I reached a point where they were busy, they couldn't go, you know, of course, um, right? Had to make a decision. Should I go? Should I not go? And then once I started training and like being on a company and realizing, okay, this is what I want to do. Like it's maybe more than just a hobby. Like I don't know where it's going to take me, but I definitely feel like I can call myself like a competitive dancer mm-hmm. in Chicago. So once I reached that point, I was like, okay. I'm training, I'm here for me, I took conventions, intensives, all this and that, spent so much money, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, commuted from the burbs to the city, and, um, you know, at some point, I reached burnout from Mm -hmm. that, and then I quit the company, and then you kind of ask yourself, like, what's my purpose next? Mm -hmm. But even then, I mean, I was, I think once COVID hit, that's when I got scared to go to class I got anxious not only only because of COVID but like because of wondering like if if I'm not good anymore if Mm. I'm not good enough what is dance like what can my body do I haven't moved in months weeks so that was like that's a whole nother can of worms but um I feel like as of recently I'm definitely going where Ron is right now, where it's just like, all right, if I'm not going to the gym today, let me go take a dance class. Mm -hmm. Like, let me go break a sweat. Let me go, you know, just feel good, not think too much about it. If I don't get the combo, okay. (laughs) It's not the end of the world, right? Um, And then if I look good, I look good. You know, I'm trying to really set my expectations low so I don't hate myself after class. Because I literally... Would be so scared to watch videos of myself mm-hmm. for like the past year. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, then I took a little break, and I think I was able to kind of connect and sit, sit with myself a little more when I dance, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely an up and down roller coaster, mm-hmm. always with dance. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like you you have like it's a relationship, honestly. Like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's like confusing, like but nonetheless, like it's a relationship that you want in your life and you don't understand why, but like it definitely means something to you, you know. I think for myself, like since I'm leaning towards more having it be more of a career choice for myself, um, it's very, very important and I'm prioritizing it. Um, a lot more than I have before um like and I'm just not allowing myself to like you know like self-sabotage my my dancing anymore so I'm not like gonna stand in the back of the class anymore or like give my excuse my give myself an excuse to not take a class you know I'm more so just like putting myself out there and saying like do it now or you might miss your chance you know because Mm -hmm. Eventually we'll get we'll get older and our bodies will slow down and things like that and I don't want to have any like regrets or like any like I wish I could have did this when I had the opportunity but like it's now it's like all right you pretty much are part of a big dance community with like a lot of great resources a lot of great talent a lot of great people to like learn from even if like they're not teaching the class like you can still learn from people that are just in the class or like feel energy from them you know mm-hmm. and so to just be around that I feel like. I think we're all grateful, you know, we should all be grateful for that. So I just try to like make the most of every class and like really 
tap in with myself because um, a lot of the times, like, I used to, like, a couple years ago, I couldn't re retain information when it came to dancing. And now, like, I'm so, like, honed in and focused when I'm taking class that, like, I have to remember the dance. Yeah. And it's, like, not even an option anymore. It's, like, you're going to pick all this up. It's no more, like, oh, I can't forget what was that last move. It's, mm -hmm. like, no. Like, trust yourself. And you'll get it, you know? Yeah. Like, I I'm putting myself in a situation where it's, like, you know, just, like, there is no, I I'm, I'm afraid. There is none of that anymore. It's, like, do it, show up, and, like, show out, you know? And if it turns out good it turns out good if it doesn't it doesn't but like you tried your best and that's like mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me is like knowing that i tried because a lot of times like i give up i give up on like, a lot of things very very easily and for dance like it's probably the thing that i've been like committed to like the most in my life and so the fact that i'm here now i feel like i'm just super like happy and just like yo just do it you know you might not get another chance to do this just just do what you can now you know and I feel like it's all been coming back to me in little ways, you know, like mm. just in all types. Of, and I've been meeting a lot of cool people, too. So that's something I'm grateful for, too. You know. How long was that like period of time when you finally like switched your mindset? Um, It was I feel like I switched it kind of like later last year, but it wasn't like a serious switch. Mm -hmm. But I think I switched it for like for sure, for sure, like earlier this year, you know, because... Mm. Um, so at the end, towards the end of last year, uh, I got laid off from my job. And then in that time I had nothing really to do but dance. And in that free time that I had, there was like a lot of free time that I wasn't allotted for like the last couple of years, you know? Mm -hmm. And in that time, I just found myself dancing and having opportunities, being able to just do dance a lot more. And I found so much joy and bliss in that. And it was like this like euphoric kind of feeling I felt, you know? And then I ended up getting another job like um in January and I stayed there for like a month and a half and in that job like it was a really great company paid me way more money than I probably needed you know it was like super great for me like traditionally you know mm -hmm. but my heart wasn't there mm -hmm. like I could not I just wasn't there mentally like I, my heart was with dance mm -hmm. and so I kind of like made the choice to like leave that job so that I could do dance more seriously and like since making that choice I kind of just found that I'm more grateful for the, the, the time that I do get to spend in like in classes or on projects or just being in any kind of dance environment when I'm getting paid or I'm doing a favor for someone like I'm just very like happy with what I'm, I'm living my dream now you know yeah. it's not it might not be as, as heightened as I would like it to be or you know I would dream for it to be but like in all honesty, like, eight-year-old me would be very, like, like, whoa, you actually get to do all this kind of, you know, cool stuff, you know? You get to be in front of cameras. You get to be in front of, like, big crowds and stuff like that, you know? So, for me, like, that's where the, the joy comes from, you know, is knowing that I'm doing something that, at one point, I didn't know if I was capable of doing it, but now I get to do it, you know? Mm. That makes nice. sense. Nice. Yeah. So, was dance always in your heart? Yeah. Or did you have to find that throughout time? No, it was always there. So, like, as a kid, like, all I did was, like, dance around my house. Like, I was, like, the entertainer you know, in my mm -hmm. family. Like, I just really wanted to, like, be the center of attention and just dance around. But I was also very, like, scared and, like, shy. So, yeah. like, it didn't make sense at all. So, it was, like, you have this, like, <laughs> want to be very creative and, like, in front of people. But then the, the, the time where it is, where it comes, where, like, to be in front of people dancing, 
like you don't want to do it you know so it didn't make sense to me and so I found myself fighting myself a lot like you want to be all this but you're afraid you know Mm -hmm. and so when I started dancing later like when I was an adult I started when I was like 19 like training and stuff like that and so a lot of that fear like seeped into my training and like I remember like teachers telling me like you have no confidence. Like you look very, very uncomfortable. Like you just, you, they, you, you're not. You're like, like show us more. You know. And I never knew what they meant. I'm like, I'm doing the moves, but like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And, but the whole time, I'm, I'm in class, afraid of what people are thinking about me. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm doing it right, or I'm not, not as good as everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, as my, these kids next to me are killing it. They're like twelve. You know. You would always say that. Literally, I because I remember just seeing young kids in class snapping. You know, and I'm and I'm like an adult. Mm-hmm. Like a long body, and I'm very noticeable, and I'm just like not there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it always makes me very like discouraged, you know. So when I finally got it, like this thing started to click. It was like a very happy feeling for me, you know. But yeah, it was always there for me. So dance has like always been in me, but it just took a long time for me to finally like choose it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I remember. Like we said, Ron and I go way back, and I think both of us were in different peaks of our dancing. Mm-hmm. And like hearing you say that versus like who I knew you were a few years ago is just like super inspirational that like you finally like found yourself. Because I think when I, like you said earlier in the podcast, when I met you, you didn't really know who you were. You're very yeah. lost. And you probably met me at the worst time of my life. Yeah, I think you said that. I think you literally said that to me. And I remember me, I was so optimistic and so like high on life. Like I was just like living my best life at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I was always trying to like cheer you up or like try to make you think a different way, but mm-hmm. you would always just like block me out. And I think that's why I also got my feelings hurt was because I didn't understand how low you were mm-hmm. in your life. And because I would see a different version of you sometimes, mm-hmm. like there would be like pops of like, pockets of sunshine yeah but i don't know like thinking back now i'm just like wow was that fake or were you act was that really you trying to come out like i don't really know what would you say i feel like my true like just aura or my Mm -hmm. my, who i am as a person is like um more on like the happier like bright side Mm -hmm. but like life for me was just like very egoic at that time Mm -hmm. so like i was figuring out like what where i was headed like, what my life meant to me, where, like, what my purpose was, like, am I doing the things that I need to be doing, am I, am I who I'm supposed to be in the world, you know, and I think that I was just very depressed, and, like, oh, shit, <laughs> depression, like, if you know depression, like, it doesn't care who you are, how happy you are, how good your aura is, or, you know, how positive you are, like, when it hits you, it hits you, you know, and it was, like, so yeah, I think that the pockets of happiness that you saw, I think that that was like the my, my core, you know, the okay. core person who I was. But mm-hmm. like uh, the the rejecting and all that stuff, the rejection of you, like that was just like my like dark phase of life. Yeah, you know, happening. And I wasn't mature at the time because I was taking that personal. Mm. Yeah, but I also think even back then at that time when I met Ron, like I 
was kind of going through it you in my right. own ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I connected you two. And that's you why, had, yeah, we connected. Oh, yeah, that's yes. why. Because you yes. both said something very similar to me separately. So I was like, ooh, maybe cross <laughs> them together. That could have been really bad, though, because like, we could have both like, just depressed. Okay, so, well, luckily, <laughs> luckily that didn't happen. What were you going to say, Mimi? I think, like... When we first met, we talked about you like, yeah, why is Jazz so happy all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, is she fake? I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. so happy and giddy. Like, yeah. I don't know if she's real. I don't. Yeah. And I was like, no, Ron, she's real. Like, she is. Like, she gets sad and yeah. she gets mad. Like, she feels <laughs> emotions. Um, but yeah, no, like, you were just so high on life at the time. And, like, everything that you were doing mm-hmm. at the time, right? And we were just, like, oh, so gung-ho. Like, oh, yeah. like life and let's go to Barnes & Noble and, like, read a self-help book. Like, that, yeah. those, that, those were the things that we would talk about. I'm serious. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. so. Jazz, you're very, like, like, I'm sure you go through all types of shit. But I think at the end of the end of the day, you put your like your big girl boots on, you, like strap them on, and you just go out into the world and like you just face life, you know. And for a lot of people, that's really hard to just like put on a smile, even though you're not feeling that way or whatever it might be. And for me, like the way that I I like processed it back then was like she's not a genuine person. I was like she's just not. She can't be a genuine person. But by getting to know you more, I'm like no, she has really good intentions. She's a really like good person. But like, she's just, she just, she operates differently than you. you yeah. Know? That's literally all it is. You're not, you don't operate the same way, you know? Yeah. For me, if I'm not having a great day, I probably don't want to talk to anybody. I probably don't want to see a soul, like, you know, I'm not going to give effort into much, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like even if you were having a bad day, you wouldn't even take that out and share with people and be like, I'm having a bad day. Like, yeah. you know, this is, you know, something that happens to people, you know? That's the good, that's the good part about you is like, you, although you like, you're low or you're feeling sad, you know, like back then you would still be like, you know what, I'm going to go teach this class, even though I'm feeling this way, but I'm going to make the most out of it. Like you would always try to find ways to better yourself or finish the day off on a better note because, because that's just who you were like, and that's who you are as a person too. Like anytime there was a challenge that came at you, if you didn't know how to deal with it, you're like, let me just give myself time like, let me go take a dance class. Let me, like, breathe, mm-hmm. and then let, let me come back to it and assess. I think that was the mature part of you, mm-hmm. actually, that we didn't have because we would always flake, give up, yeah. run away, uh, too anxious to walk into class. Yeah. Like, there have been times I've showed up to the studio and not just not taking the class because I was just so scared or I, w- I didn't feel good enough, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, yeah. I remember those things. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, too, I was so, like, in my emotions. Like, I was so hurt, like, hearing that from both of you because, like, you guys were, like, my close friends then and now. And I just remember, like, like you said, like, I was up here and you guys were down here. And I, like, was trying my best to understand, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what the word is. I couldn't comprehend it yeah. because I wasn't facing that reality. Mm-hmm. I just think that you were, like in the situations that we were in. So yeah. Like, it wasn't real for you. It right. Wasn't, like, something she, tangible. Like, exactly. So, like, yeah. for us, like, when we were feeling very sad, and you're just like, no, oh, don't be sad. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, She'd be like, go dance. Jazz, go home. Get up. Like, life sucks. Let me <laughs> fucking be sad right now, you know? And you're just very, 
very like happy go lucky, you know, at that time. Yeah, so. I think it's because I had like Mimi had said that I had known Mimi longer, mm-hmm. and Ron didn't Ron didn't know what I had went through to get to where I was, where I was so happy. Because I think I saw your guys. I mean, obviously we all have different battles, but I think I had overcome a lot of battles mm-hmm. to where I finally was happy. So that's why I was so like. To me, I thought I was being encouraging and helping, but to, at that time, I now I realize like you didn't want to hear that. Like you wanted to sit in your emotions, yeah. and that's something that I didn't understand because I never sat in my emotions, and that was that can be a toxic trait of me. Is I'm very like avoidant in my own feelings, mm-hmm. but you guys were sitting in it, mm-hmm. so I think that's why I was trying to get you out of it because I'm like you don't need to be sitting in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. What you do? <laughs> Literally, we'd be eating pho one day, or usual, like, every Tuesday, Wednesday pho, and she'd be like, you're self-sabotaging yourself. I would say that all the time, both of you. like, that's negative self-talk, Mimi. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know, like, my brain is just wired this way right now. I don't know why it's thinking it. I think that, like, for myself, it's like, I kind of, like, know how my processes for yeah. myself when I go through emotion and stuff yeah. like that and like you were like I felt like trying to like stop my process yeah I was like no like I need if I'm sad I need to be by myself you know? yeah and not in a sad like I'm just like just being more sad like no it's it's healthy for me because mm-hmm. I'm being sad like I'm understanding why I'm sad you know I'm asking myself the right questions and like I'm spending that that alone time with myself so that I could get out of that you know and then, like, if you want me to, like, not do that, that's saying, like, ignore, like, your sadness. But then I can't not be sad anymore. I'm going to be sadder, okay. you know, because I can't, you know, go through it and get out of it, you know. And that's what I've learned the most out of, like, the last couple years is that, like, you have to process your emotions. Like, yeah. being emotionally, you know, just, like, literate is mm-hmm. very, very important. Yeah. You have to understand, like, why you feel what you feel, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to be, you know, comfortable enough with yourself to just, like, soak into yourself, you know, yeah. and then, like, not avoid things. Because eventually everything's going to come up, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're feeling or whatever trauma you have, like, they're gonna, you're going to spill them out eventually. But it's just, like, you can find a healthier way to, like, deal with everything, you know. Yeah. And that's why I feel like right now... My mental health is way better than it was before, you know, um, because I and then I'm, I'm also in therapy. Like, that's something I'm very open about. Um, it's like I'm just very like I'm like it's very important to me, mental health. Like everything about it is just very like top of my list. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I'm OK first before I go out to the world and put myself, you know, in front of other people. You know, so I think everyone should be in therapy. Like I've always I had never advocated that up until I was like 20, no, mm-hmm. 19, and I realized seeing real adults and real people around me, I was like, oh, can I swear on this? Yeah, you can swear. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have the podcast on explicit. Okay. I was like, oh shit, like depression is real, like yeah. anxiety is real, like is that why I'm scared to like walk into class right now? Yeah. Um, you know, but um, also with that, like, Going to college, big university, dorming, not knowing who I am, what I'm doing, why I'm there. Like, that's just a big identity crisis that a lot of people go through our age. And no one teaches you that. At all. No one teaches. And that's why you wonder from, like, ages 18 to, like, 23, 24, like, 
You wonder why people go through this huge roller coaster. Honestly, 18 to 30. Sucks. Like, <laughs> you're right. <It> sucks. <laughs> yeah, like that whole, your whole 20s. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it's great. This is your time to learn and mm-hmm. evolve and develop. But it's like, damn, like, I got to pay this much to develop. And then yep. I got to do this. And then I got to yep. go here. And then I got to get health insurance. Like, right. No one tells you how you're supposed to do it. And, I mean... It's going to be a constant journey always, but um I'm looking forward to my thirties, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, I think the thirties will be you know, better. Excited for my thirties. Yeah. Like, I heard you thrive like, in your thirties. Yeah, because yeah. you're more like aware of who you are, you kinda like understand yourself a little bit more, you're more comfortable with yourself, you know. In twenties you're just like you don't know shit. It's lost. You, know? mm-hmm. you don't know anything. And everybody's trying to navigate like around other people that don't know shit, you know? So we're all just like together not knowing shit. It's so chaotic. Just like fucking up everything. Like, it's we're like just, we're cattle. Yeah. We're just like following who knows who we're following. Yeah, no one knows who we're <laughs> Like, where do you go, you know? And it's yeah. just like, damn, like it's no real like good like way to do your 20s. Mm-hmm. There really is no good way. Like you just have to experience it. Yeah. I do think though that friendships help. True. Because like listening to this conversation, like... Helps me through. Trust. Say what again? Friendships that you can trust. Friendships mm. that you can trust. Yeah, because like you said, in our twenties, you know, there's so many ups and downs. It's a roller coaster, this and that. But like, hearing what how you guys were feeling at a certain time, like I feel like, not that I'm living it now, but it caught up to me. Yeah. You guys were so good. You were emotionally intelligent about how you were feeling back then, and for me then it was like. I just had to get over it quickly. Like, I felt it for a second. Then I was like, okay, Jazz, well, you have work to do. You have school to do. You have dance to do. Like, I always had something else that was more of a priority to me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, like, felt my feelings for a little bit, then moved on. It's almost like you were in, like, survival mode or something. Yeah, that's yeah. the perfect word. Yeah. Autopilot. And then after I feel like you guys started to really rise up, I felt like I was starting to decline. Like, I feel like a lot of things started to catch up to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was thinking back to what you guys were saying. Like, I remember there was a phone call that I think we had, and then Ron was, like, asking Mimi, and was like, why is Jazz never depressed? And then I remember I asked, I I said, Mimi, I was like, I don't even know what depression is. Like, what is that? (laughs) Like, I just didn't even know what that word was. Because I was like, I don't feel that. (laughs) 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 But now I feel like I probably was in it. I just wasn't aware of it or I would or I knew but I was being avoidant it could yeah, be a lot of different things you just didn't allow allow it to, to feel it. Yeah. yeah and I think Mimi was a good way like you were able to like help me through that a lot of the times like if I was crying on the phone with you or something like you'd be like it's okay to cry because like you knew me like I was so quick to be like okay I need to stop crying mm-hmm. and then Jasmine was like no it's fine cry yeah mm-hmm. like you yeah. were allowing me to feel my emotions and I think that helped a lot, but with Ron, it was different because I think you're a male perspective mm-hmm. and you weren't necessarily telling me to keep crying. But, like, something was a disconnect with Ron when he would try to tell me, like, something with my feelings. Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't get that. Right. I don't know if it's a feminine thing, like a woman thing. Probably it's a feminine is. thing. Okay. To be honest with you, like, I, I, I'm an advocate for crying. Okay. Like, I believe in crying because it releases a lot of good yeah, like, yeah. emotions uh-huh. and shit like that. So, yeah. like, I don't think I probably told maybe I didn't maybe I did maybe I didn't I don't know if I did but mm-hmm. like her connecting with you better on like the emotional yeah. side because like even though I'm very like connected with emotions I feel like I'm probably not 
like able to help somebody else. Yeah, it's like an internal thing for you. Yeah, you can't really help ex- externally. Maybe not. Maybe not like women yet. Maybe women, because yeah. guys, I feel like I'm, I connect more. Okay, like, when it comes to like emotions. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get like how men suppress their emotions more, right. and like women are more like in touch with them. So, right. Like, I don't Good really point. know how to maybe connect on that way. Yet. Yeah. But, no, I think sense. I've tried crying to Ron once. Really? And he was just like... <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, just... And that's his car, that's his car. And I was like, Ron, are you there? And he's oh like, my gosh, and he's no. Like, I just yeah, I was like... Ooh. No, but it's okay though. Like I understand a lot of guys like struggle with that. And I think, honestly, because I'm such an empath, and that's why I'm able to deal with it because mm. I'm able to like, I try to put myself in other people's shoes mm. and then I try to feel those emotions and I'm like, okay, what would I do if I was them and I was feeling those emotions? Mm. And that's why I like advise them, you know, you can mm. cry. It's okay. Like it, if you're angry, be angry, you know, mm. like breathe, do what you need to do. Um, I try to give them healthy coping mechanisms yeah. and not just like, yeah, like fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. like let's go fuck him up. Like, no, I feel like I want to apologize because, like, now I feel like, no, no, I do. Because, like, I think, do you remember that conversation? Not really. No, I know doesn't. she used to call me a lot when she was like having a hard time. So, okay. yeah, it probably did happen. Okay. But I think that for me around that time, like, I probably wasn't good at like helping people in that way because, like, especially growing up with my family, like, we didn't deal with emotions, like, especially mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So, like, someone yeah. expressing their emotions to me, like, I don't know how to react to that. I remember, like, being in the car with someone, and they were, they were just crying to me, and I didn't know how to react to them, just, like, what they were going through. And, like, I didn't know if I should touch them, or, like, give them a hug, or, like, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, you're crying, but, like, no, keep crying, but, like, I don't know how to help you in that situation. Yeah. I feel like now, I'm, I know what to do, mm-hmm. but around that time, maybe I probably wasn't good at, like, helping people cope with, like, what's going on. So, if you were crying on the phone, I probably was like... Oh, all right, well. <laughs> You're like, sorry. what can I do? <laughs> yeah, I'm all the way on the other side. Yeah, I probably did do that, so I, I don't even know. It's okay. It's all right. I understand. I think Mimi should be a therapist. <laughs> no. so good. Uh, it is it's too much. Yeah. That is too much weight. She should be weight. a therapist that goes home and cries. And like, it's just, yeah. It's, it's just like, I need my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Ruben, <laughs> they're really going through it. I don't know. He's but, like... He's like, you have to help them. I'm like, ah, I don't know oh, how to help them. Like, what the, what the fuck am I supposed to say? But it's the fact that you have a, pers- like, I like that you said, like, you put yourself in other people's shoes. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that Ron and I didn't do before. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't, we was, because I always bring up the zodiac signs, but we're both Taurus. And I think we're both hard-headed sometimes and we're very, like, selfish people. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the times we're only seeing it from, oh, I mean, let me just speak for myself because maybe no, Ron. Like, I, it could be true. I feel like now that I'm aware of those things about myself, I'm trying yeah. to not lean into them. But right. I can see that, though. That's why you could see both of ours, but we couldn't see each other's. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was, was, only, so I was so stubborn. It was so hard for me to understand you like i swear to god it was so hard i remember i remember it was just like i don't fucking get it like what like i was literally yelling across the table let's paint the picture i'm yelling at ron across fucking honey butter chicken <laughs> restaurant my dude there's like no food on the table there's like, no food we didn't really no, eat. No, we, no we ordered but i didn't eat mine i, mean, I, I think was, I could, oh. I was the only one who ordered something yeah you know i, I got a, a chicken sa- sandwich i got a I side salad like two bites of it and i like, left it there <laughs> 
anyways, I just remember I kept repeating myself. And I was like, I'm genuine. I'm genuine. <laughs> like, I was, like, really hurt and upset because, like, you didn't think I was a real person. And that really hurt my feelings because I felt like I've always been a kind, like, genuine person. But, like, you thought my intentions were so different. No, it's not that I thought your intentions were bad, but, like, you <laughs> felt like a TV character. Like, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, I think it's because you didn't really know me. Yeah. Because then I think that was another thing, too. Was like, I didn't we were really new to, to know, each other. I didn't get to know Jazz as a person. Yeah. I knew Jazz the dancer. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that, that could have been a big thing for me, too. Like, mm-hmm. I knew you more on, like, a dance level, mm-hmm. like, on a dance community level. Like, I knew a lot about you as far as, like, who you wanted to be in the community as a dancer, like, a teacher, and all those things. I don't think I really got to know much about you as, like, your life experience. Yes, and, and like I that. mistaken that part because we were hanging out so much in the dance world that I thought you knew me personally. Yeah. I remember telling Mimi that. I was like, but we hang out all the time at dance class and this and that. Yeah. But that's not really developing, like you said. Like, real life. A like real life experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I understand that now, but I remember in the, in the moment. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense because we saw each that. other all the time. Yeah, like Thank everything you. about you now like makes complete sense to me. But Thank before you. I was just like, "What the? Like I don't understand. Like I cannot fucking put my finger on it. I don't get it, you know." Yeah. But I, I know I know and understand you a lot more now. I, me I too. What you think now a lot mm-hmm. more? So everything is like, "Kumbaya." Yeah. That's another thing too. Is like I really had to learn how to like coexist with people that don't operate the same as me. Like that was a big problem for me. Like because mm. I felt like. I had the right way about life. Like, oh. I thought I had the right oh, way. Oh, we said it. No, really, because I wouldn't have said it to you, like that way back then. But like that's what I like. That's the way I was. Like mm. the way that I lived my life, I thought was so like the right way to do it. That mm-hmm. anyone right. else, yeah, anyone else that wasn't like aligned with the way that I thought, I think that I kind of was just like standoffish to that person, or like I felt negative feelings because like. I, I I know it. Like I know how to do life. Like, I know how to do this thing, you know. So and you're doing it different. So like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's you know? what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I'm to a point where like you're fucking stupid if you think that way. Like you think that you're one individual and you are the only way. Like the way that you think do things is the only way to do it. Like that's wrong, you know. Like you yeah. cannot expect ev- you from everyone. I was literally expecting Ron to appear in Mimi and in Jazz. And the thing is, I saw Ron in Mimi. But I didn't see Ron and Jazz. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, like, pushed you away, you know? And then I was the opposite. I saw me and you. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't bring it out of you because you have to bring it yeah, to yourself. Because I think I was getting exhausted and, like, draining over the fact that, like, why can't he just be happy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why can't he love dance as much as me? And I'm like, and then when you get older and, like, you mature, you're just like, okay, like you said, like we've all said, like, we all have different goals with dance. Like, just because we go to the same dance class doesn't mean we're there for the same reason. True, 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 true. true Literally. True. And I think that's hard for people to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we're like a lot older now than we were before. So oh like, my gosh. A lot of that shit that Maybe we were talking 17. About, <laughs> no, you weren't. She was like 20. Oh, no, me and him. Oh, it was oh. like 20. She I was, was 20. Yeah, you were 20. Yeah. And yeah. you were, I was 24. I was 23. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we were like little. I'm your little. age now. Yeah. <laughs> little. But if you put it in like like perspective, like we were both going through that same shit around the same yeah. time. So like you've already grown out of all that shit, and you've had like a lot of life experiences that like maybe we haven't. Like we we were all respected, like respective adults. Like we've yeah. been through our shit, and we've like been through a lot of shit, and we've kind of like came out on top in the ways that we needed to. So I feel like age is like yeah, it's a way to like kind of you know. 
bookmark where you were in your life, mm-hmm. but it doesn't kind of tell you who you are, you know, necessarily. Mm-hmm. So um, I it's just true. think that we've been through a lot since then, and we've learned a lot, and it shows because we're not the same people anymore. Like I can look at all of you, like both of you, and like, you're not the same people that I first met like three <laughs> years ago, you know. I agree. What's so funny? I agree. No, I mean, like, we would all show up at Chris Zarat's class at Visceral, but we would have to pull Ron to get into that class. Ron did not want to take that class. He'd be, like, the tallest guy there. And then the only guy. Yeah, and then, like, you'd be there, and then I'd be there, and, like... There was always an excuse for me to not take a class back in the day. Like, I used to yes. find any reason yes. to, like... Me too. Any... What, Both like, of you. Oh, yeah. I can't... No, that song. I can't dance to that song. Right. Oh, you no, would no, say no, that. Like, you that would say that. Girl. Like, I would find any reason to, like, not... Literally. ...do good in a class. If I couldn't, like, be my best self in a class, I'm, no, I'm not going to. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, man, if I fuck up, I fuck up. You know? Like, yeah. fuck, I'll do it, you know? The mindset switch. It's crazy. Yeah. But just think about it. Like, that's, you, I was a kid, you know? 23, you said? Yeah. I look at myself as a kid back then. Like, I'm, I'm still a kid now. So, like, even, I was even younger then. I was, I was, you know, I was a fucking kid back then and, like, just unaware of a lot of shit. And there's, like, a lot that I didn't experience and didn't know, especially about the dance community and the dance world. Like, yeah. know, just grateful for all my experiences. You know? For sure. So, does anyone have advice for the listeners who might be struggling in, like, a friendship scenario? Yeah. Everything is not about you. Literally. That's mm. that's my, my advice. Just realize that everything is not about you. Stop talking for once. Listen. Um, active listening. Active listening. Like don't That's the key word, active. Don't listen just to get <laughs> like for your turn, to wait till right. your turn. Like listen and try to understand, you know. Um, just and be there for people. Like if you care about people, like be there for them, you know, especially mm-hmm. when they need you. I think my biggest thing with friendships I've seen over the last maybe five or six years now, like I've had some five-year, six-year-long friendships, but I think reciprocation is the Mm. biggest thing because as you get older, it's like, yes, we all have our own lives, we're busy with our own things, but, you know, when you do talk to a friend that you haven't talked to in months or years... And then you, like, hang out, and then let's say they're back into your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you wonder, are they really going to be there for me? Like, mm-hmm. is that – what I give them, are they going to give back to me? Mm-hmm. And I – like, back then I used to be like, no, like, I don't want anything back. You know, I just – I just – I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anything in return. But now I realize, like, no, I can't – what's it saying? Um, my glass is half em- empty or half full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 it's like you can't pour from a glass yeah. from an empty cup. Yes. Yeah, that's where there it is. Like, whoa, I could not think of it. Um, but yeah, it, it really like, um, oh my gosh. So you want someone to help pour it back into your cup too? Yes, because yeah. Jazz and I took this heels class. It was around my birthday. It was my first heels class ever, and um, there was like wine there or something. Yeah, you remember? There was yeah. like three of us and. That teacher, like, that day literally changed my life. I forgot his name. It was Brandon. It was Brandon. Brandon Avery. Okay, Brandon Avery. Yes, he literally was like, if you're not getting good energy back, then why are you giving it away? Like, why are you hanging out with people every day? Why are you, like, 
spreading yourself so thin when you literally are running on nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think he pointed that out to me after class because he was like, you're not letting go. Like, you're not here. Like, you're tired, you know? And it it kind of sucked to hear that in the moment because there were only three people in class, (laughs) you know? Like, it was like, damn, like, man, like, I just, I thought I was on a company. I thought I was doing everything right. But it really was like, no, like, you're not in tune with yourself but also you're giving yourself to everyone and i think that's why i became so selective when it comes to friendships now and like um who i give my energy to and how much energy i give and when i give the energy i you know at the end of the day i do expect something back mm-hmm. because you deserve I, it because i deserve it and i need help too but i just i think in my head i always thought oh no like they're a good person like i need to give so how do you decide who you want to give your energy to um, I mean, you have to go through, like, the first stages of a friendship, right? Like, getting to know them, being good acquaintances, seeing them in dance class, seeing them at the gym, whatever. And then over time, like, when you guys start to hang out and you, like, get to know each other and you build some type of trust, mm-hmm. I think I ask myself, like, oh, wow, like, what can I learn from this person? Like, um, or are they, are they similar to me? Like, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Like, we have a lot of things in common. And then once you reach that point, you're like, okay, like, let's do something. Let's do an activity. And let's say, you know, I need help with something. I need help moving in. Like, are they going to mm-hmm. be there for me? Or can can I be there for them? You know, and sometimes, you know, deep down when, like, someone asks you, hey, like, you want to go do this with me? Da, da, da. And if I can't give myself at that time, what I tell myself is I'm like, you know what? I think right now, like, it's not meant to be mm-hmm. like that friendship that they're trying to make with me is not happening because deep, cause I don't want to go, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I don't want to get up. I don't want to try. I don't want to give the effort. So I think that's where I'm kind of talking in circles, but, um, I think it's just in the moment. If I really feel like giving myself mm-hmm. and then it elevates to another opportunity of friendship, mm-hmm. I think that's how, I can kind of, like, see my trust and see, like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I can, be- like, benefit from this person in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I kind of think of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a pivotal time, the whole Brandon Avery thing. Yeah. Because he was a stranger to you, and he saw that. Yeah. And I remember you, like, broke down, because you felt like you felt that, like, he knew something was off, and he vocalized it, because mm-hmm. a lot of people won't. So, mm-hmm. like, shout out to him for doing that, and... For you being, like you said, vulnerable in a class of three. Yeah. And just crying. Like, I remember you were really, like, you had broke down because, like you said, you heard something that needed to be said. Mm. It might have not been the exact yeah, it's always environment, scary, like, it's but... Like, like, a shooter almost. Like, yeah. Shooter, yeah. Not, you know, it's scary. Like, yeah. I, was, look, I came off as good. But right. Like, you can see that I'm, like, not yeah. where I need to be. It's mm. very, like, it's a scary feeling, you know? Yeah. So... A little bit about myself, a little bit about friendships, you know. I think I've learned a lot from my friends. Like, my friends have become my family, definitely, over time. But, um, you know, you just got to think about, like, who's going to have your back? Mm -hmm. I think that's something I've kind of struggled with. Because sometimes I didn't have some people's backs either. You know, like, I can definitely... Oh, yes. Maybe and I had a falling out. We had a falling out, though. But I was really upset with you. She was. But then, like, I saw her at a class, like, two mm-hmm. weeks Well, later. no, let's go back. Just a tad. Remember? Jazz is a very confrontational person. I know. Like, if there's a she's, she's going to talk about it. Like, she's I know. Like, 
Yeah. Because I don't remember what we You weren't being a good friend to me. That's what it was. Go, you wanted to go to the Monsters show. Was it? Was I don't it? remember specifically what oh. it was. But you had been lacking in a lot of different oh, yeah. areas <laughs> oh, for sure. of each other's lives. Yeah. And I think I had enough. Because it was like you were crying wolf. Like you would say you would change. Like you were always telling mm-hmm. me like you would change. But then I didn't see the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I was starting to like give up on you. And then <laughs> Mimi being the caring person. Where were you? Were you driving from South Elgin? But, or no, or Chicago. I was living in Aurora at the time, like fresh out of college. I was living in Aurora. And you drove and you brought me boba yes. and food. And I remember I was so stubborn and I didn't open the door. Yeah, you did. Like I didn't want to see you. Yeah, I just left it outside. I, I it was, was raining. This is a true story. Yeah. I told her, I was like, don't, I, I think I was really mean. And I was like, don't even bother coming. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not. But she still did it. And. I still ate the food or drink. Well, yeah. Why, why would you leave it in the rain? The fuck? But then I think we must have called each other. I think you called right after when you were driving. I think I called you when you drove home. I feel like, it, had, be, there I feel like it was like the next day. Okay, maybe. Yeah, because you were like really mad. And I think I was like, well, I'm just going to leave this here. Like, it's, I already bought it. So yeah. I'm already here. Come, come to the fucking door. I would not leave without. Get the fuck outside. Really? No, because I saw the light on, and, like, I saw her roommate home, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it get, here. Get the fuck outside. Open the door. <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, oh, but then we were able to talk through it, and you mm-hmm. did change a lot about your lifestyle. <clears throat> yeah. For the better. Because it wasn't like I was... What's the word? It's like I knew you could do better, mm-hmm. and it was just killing me inside that you weren't, and it was killing you, too, and I think that's why we were disconnecting. Yeah. It's because you weren't able to figure out a lot of things on your own. But I know with time and with patience that you finally got to be where you wanted to be. And then that made me really happy to see that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard, too, because I am, like, the older sister to you. I am a little older. So I think seeing you go through that just, like, you know, triggers me a little bit. Because it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've been, I've been in that situation before. Um, mm. But it's kind of like... I'm not a gatekeeper, so like it's like I always try to feed people my knowledge because I think it's going to be helpful and I have to learn if people are going to take it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think before I didn't know how to um, comprehend that when people, like when Ron wasn't taking my stuff or you yeah. weren't taking my stuff, I didn't understand. But now it's like, now I understand why my friends weren't taking like my advice on things sometimes. You have to, like you said earlier, both of you just saying like you have to respect your friends' boundaries and respect their process. Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself in their shoes, and I think that's a big learning lesson. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your friends don't even know their own process, mm-hmm. so you kind of gotta give them room to figure it out. You know, when anybody's in like a rough or tough mental state, I feel like they're just too stubborn to listen. And then you know, even when I give advice to my friends, like yeah, it's annoying. You're trying to give them this reassurance. You're trying to tell them, hey, like you can do this. It'll help you. You should do this. I think you'll feel better. But, like, at the end of the day, I feel like deep down they don't want to listen to you because, one, they're stubborn, and, two, you're not in their shoes. So then they're like, why should I listen to you? Like, you don't know what I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a bad, definitely a bad mindset, but those are just some interactions I've definitely dealt with on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yes. For me, nowadays, I try to just, like – not offer advice so quickly and kind of just if they're open to sharing with me anything 
I'll try to just be there, be the ear. And then if the words like, what would you do or what do you think I should do come mm-hmm. up, then I'll kind of like offer my input. But sometimes people don't even want advice. They just want to be like heard sometimes, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, that's what we've learned. Yeah, another big thing is like consent. Is mm-hmm. like, what do you need from me right now? Like when dealing with someone that's going through emotions and shit, right? Like, what do you need from me right now? Do you need me to listen? Do you need me to just be there? Do you need me to give you solutions? Mm-hmm. Like those are... Nowadays, I think the past year or two, that has been normalized because even people that are sad are even more stubborn. They're like, I didn't ask for your advice. Yeah. You know, like I've definitely got that comment mm-hmm. made to me and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I'm sorry. Like I was just here to like help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that like maybe that's not what you want to hear right now. So uh, that's a, definitely something I'm still learning yeah. with people. Because we all want to be the superhero. We would mm-hmm. love to be a fucking superhero and just say everybody, but like, Sometimes that process is not like it just doesn't need you so quickly, you know, or it doesn't need you in a specific way. It needs you in a different kind of way. So you can definitely offer yourself, but you just gotta understand like what way you're being asked to, you know, show up. You know. Yeah, you have to be mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because sometimes, like, you know, how some people are like, if you tell them to like do something, they're gonna not do it just because you told them to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to like learn on their own. Yeah. Like come to like conclusions and things like that on their own, and you trying to help them can actually be doing the opposite because now they're not gonna get to that point because they're trying to do the opposite of what you just told them to because they don't want to do what someone tells them to do. They want to kind of go through it on their own, you know. So like bump their own head. Yeah, sometimes that's just like what people need to do. Sometimes, especially like younger twenties people, like they feel so like I'm confident they're trying to prove themselves to the world that they don't want to listen to anyone you know they want to just do shit on their own so sometimes you gotta let them do that you know and let them bump their head you know yeah i agree okay last question how do we well i'll say for us how did we maintain our friendship for so long slash advice to give to the listeners in terms of like longevity in a relationship because you know how you have temporary friendships mm-hmm. or you have ones that last like how would or think the ones that just serve you for like a specific purpose right mm-hmm. um... well let's answer the first question like how do we maintain i think we maintain through just texting like we have a group chat together but i think we've learned to respect each other if somebody doesn't respond mm. aka ron <laughs> Um, (laughs) but we've learned like I especially learned with my emotions that it doesn't mean he hates us or it doesn't mean he's annoyed with us I mean maybe (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't want to tell us right now and that's okay but he eventually will pour out his feelings Um, and I think that we I don't know I think we value each other so I think that's why we've maintained our friendship because we've all moved We've all moved away to a new place, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big change, but we were all able to... It's like, we've been growing together. Mm. Like, individually, but as a trio as well, mm. is what I've seen. And I think it's just about the respect and showing up for one, like, oneself, but as a group, too. Mm-hmm. Like, checking in. I think sometimes we just check in sometimes, and... The person doesn't respond. It's like we respect that now. Yeah. I think before our feelings would get hurt or we wouldn't understand, but now mm. I think we understand because 
we are all individually are going through different life challenges and life struggles and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think we all know that we would be there for each other, like in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I think this group and you two, especially I've learned so much from the both of you. Um, I appreciate how well we connect, but also how we appreciate our differences. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how we respect each other's differences, but also see how we can like compliment each other. Because I think, I think it's a good thing that we're all different because if we're all too similar, then there's like, there's not much, you know, other things going on. There's another, there's no, oh my gosh, I can't talk. There's like, we can't learn anything else. We can't expand. Yeah. And I like love that we all have different life experiences, upbringings, journeys, goals, um, you know, and yes, dance connected us, but I think once we saw past dance, we're like, whoa, like you do that. Like, that's cool. And like, oh, you went through this and you know, and then, oh, you moved out. Oh, you moved out. Like, and then at some point we all moved out. Like we kind of went through that journey together of like getting an apartment and paying rent and learning adulting in that way, you know? So, um, it's just been cool to see our friendship like evolve over the years and to see that like, we don't have to be all living in the same state. And when we do come back together, it's like, we just hung out yesterday or talked yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, Yes, we're different people, but um, we're willing to come together. And I don't know what I was going to say after that. Like, we make the time. Yes. Because, like, when you're an adult, like, friendships work differently. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just be, like, available all the time. Like, when you're an adult, sometimes we have to, like, set dates to, like, do things. We're going to do this on this day together. We're going to all see each other on this at this time. And it takes a little bit more, like, work and effort. Because we can't just, like, drop your life to go be there for specific people sometimes. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't mean that there's anything, like, negative, like, towards the other person. But, like, yo, you got a life. Like, we're all going through life. And, like, sometimes you just got to be, like, we're going to hang out. It's not going to be, like, tomorrow. But it's going to be, like, in two weeks Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday. Like, we're going to do it this way, you know. So, that's the thing I like like the most about it. It just feels more, like, responsible. You know, yeah, it's a great word, yeah. yeah. And you can, like, mentally, pre- like, if you have social anxiety, you can mentally prepare for yeah, it. Yeah, I know? hate a last-minute hangout. Oh, <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. Oh my goddamn phone. I'm around. I to see you today. I want to hang out. I'm at your house. Do not. I'm at your house. I'm by your house. I'm in the area. Don't. I'm not here. I'm not, I swear, I'm not home. Your car's outside. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. <laughs> Yeah, we just don't have as much energy as we used to. But when we do, it's like we do appreciate uh, the moments yeah. and the times we do get together. Definitely. So I think that's how you can expand long longevity is when you are willing to respect, understand each other's boundaries, everything. Mm. And then, like, you can both individually do, like, live your own lives, go to work, go to school, whatever. And then when you come back together... And let's say that person's not ready yet. You just have to respect that. Yeah. And then when you do come back together and you, and it works, like, it works. And yeah. it feels good because that person is there and they're mm-hmm. present, you know? Yeah. Like, I've had so many hangouts where I just kind of, like, force my friend to come and da 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 And, like, they're not there. They don't want to be there, yeah. you know? And it's nothing against them. I don't hate her for it, but it's, like, 
I get it now. So we're all becoming wise. Yes, snaps. Yep. Thank you, Ron and Mimi, for taking the time to be on my podcast, Journeys with Jazz. We got to discuss a lot about friendships, and we got to touch about, touch about, <laughs> touch on touch dance. Touch on dance. There you go. And I really appreciate our friendship. Like this is probably one of my favorite hangouts because we were responsible and we planned this date to all be here. He didn't fuck it up. Yes. Sometimes Ron ends up in the wrong place or the wrong or the wrong time, but we all met at a central place. Proud of us. Good talk. Yep. Yes. Thank you again for being here today. Thank you for You're having welcome. us. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us your home. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Both of you, anytime. Yes. I enjoyed our conversations, and if you enjoyed our conversations as well, please subscribe to the podcast, rate, and leave a review as well, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.